Hello and welcome to the teaching podcast of Coastal Community Church, where our mission is to be love in Jesus Christ to the lost and found in our community. For more information about what Coastal is all about, visit SebastianChurch.com. Now please prepare your hearts to receive whatever God may have for you in today's sermon. You guys can have a seat. I'm one of the pastors here, and I want to thank you for worshiping with us today. Uh, was that a powerful time of worship or what? Yeah. All right. I, I thought he was going to finish preaching the sermon. Uh, I was just going to step outside. Uh, you did a great job. Thank you guys so much for leading us into worship, and uh, we're going to keep it going as God uh, teaches us from his word through this imperfect mouthpiece, Pastor Seth. But first, we want to celebrate because you guys have been, you guys have been hearing me complain. You've heard me, me whine about how I did what God told me to do. And we've been praying for God to bring home Calvin, the, the, the boy that uh, he used to attend here for five years. He attended here at Coastal and uh, through some difficult circumstances ended up in Philadelphia, and uh, when God told us to bring him into our family in February, I'm like, okay, God, and we were, the words used was expedited, uh, and when you hear expedited, I don't know about you, but I don't think six months, but praise God, he's here this morning, God's faithful, and that's why I get really weepy during worship when God does what he promises to do. It may not be in your timeline, it may not be in your, uh, on your agenda, but um, God is always faithful. Um, and uh, welcome to being a pastor's kid and pointed out during church. So uh, we're happy you're here, Calvin. God has been so faithful. Uh, so many people in your path, uh, so many good people. Yeah, there was some definite challenges with where you were staying, but we're grateful for the, the people who fought for you when we weren't able to be there. And uh, we're always happy to see people come back to Coastal, amen? amen. Yep. Um, all right, so uh, we're gonna be looking at soul rehab in just a minute. Lord, we are grateful for your faithfulness. We're grateful for your timing, even when it isn't ours. So we turn over not just this service to you, but our lives. When we say you were faithful then and you're faithful now, we need to recall moments like this when we see your hand at work. And I pray right now that you'd send your Holy Spirit so that we don't miss those moments. That you'd send your Holy Spirit when we're doubting or when we're struggling or when we were pushing things forward when they shouldn't be pushed forward. Then we can just be reminded of your goodness and your hand at work even in the most dark valley. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, we're, we are going through soul rehab, going through this uh, series, uh, which is built around Psalm 23, one of the most popular chapters of the Bible. If you have attended a funeral, you've probably heard Psalm 23. If you have listened to Gangster Paradise, uh, you have heard Psalm 23, amen? All right. Um, so if you missed one, you can ch catch uh, one of these uh, weeks on our podcast or on YouTube or Facebook. Um, but week one, we talked about how God is calming the chaos in our head, okay? And I don't, that was for me. I, it may have been for anybody else, but I needed that one. God is calming the chaos in your head. Week two, we talked about how God is leading us and we can always trust his leadership in our lives. In fact, we only get into trouble when we decide we're the leader, we're the shepherd. And then week three, we talked about walking through darkest valleys. And some of you 
you are walking through those right now. And what I wanna tell you right now is God is walking with you. And, and the greatest point uh, of that whole section is that <clears throat> don't turn that walk through the darkest valley into a camp out. You don't wanna spend any more time than necessary in the darkest valley. And then last week, uh, we, we cluttered up the stage with some props and we talked about how God is preparing a blessing for us. And when we're sitting here waiting for that blessing, what that means is that God is preparing you for your blessing. And now we close with week five um, of soul rehab. And the title is God is coming for you. God is coming for you. We have a dog, a small horse actually, uh, named Kobe. He's, uh, he is a Rottweiler, uh, Brindle mix rescue. Um, you can see the, the one on the right, doesn't it look like he's like a human? Um, Kobe, Kobe will talk to you. He's like, you start talking, he starts talking, okay? But Kobe has a problem, he starts running away. And uh, he's, he's getting up there in years, so he can barely hobble off the bed when I say it's time to go potty outside in the morning. But when the door gets cracked in the front of the house, he, he starts running and he uses all 88 pounds of his friendly but formidable self to push through you and get his nose just outside the screen door. And once he smells that delicious Felsmere, he just, he takes a whiff and he brings in the smell of tacos. And he brings in, he breathes in the smell of just uh, cats to chase. And he breathes in the smell of uh, thousands of chihuahuas that roam the, 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 the rough streets of Felsmere. And he's like, I'm coming, I'm running, I'm getting out of here. I'm going after these cats, these chihuahuas and whatever that smell is. And he gets into the neighbor's trash and he gets into trouble and he runs. When you say, uh, that this is what we try and do, we, we run after him. Usually my daughter, Samantha first, because she loves him more than we do and we're not afraid to admit that. Um, you can see on the couch uh, that, he's, that she is her, his favorite. And, uh, but we, what do you do when your dog gets away? You go and you, I grab the bowl of lunch meat and I get the honey baked ham. And I bring it out and I go, Kobe. And he, I said, I got a treat. And he looks and he sees the whole tub of lunch meat. And I'm like, please don't make me run after you. He looks over, he's processing. Do I want the honey baked ham or do I want to rummage through the neighbor's trash and find some better stuff? Maybe a whole chicken that they threw out before getting all the meat off the bones, right? That happened the other day. And, and then... It's just me. He's just working on my sermon for me while I'm, while I'm trying to chase him. And then so finally, <clears throat> he has run and I grab the keys and I go after him with the tub. And I say, come on, Kobe, let's go. After a while, after roaming the neighborhood. And finally, he decides that it's better back home than on the streets of Felsmere. And he gets in the car and we go back home. If you're running today, God's coming after you. If you're running, you may be chasing after chihuahuas or cats or trash. God doesn't care what you smell like or what you've been chasing. He is chasing you. He's coming after you. If you've been running, he's running after you. So if you're tired of running, he wants you to come home. Are you ready? Psalm 23, six, it says, surely your goodness. Let's say that together. Surely your goodness. Online, you could type it, surely your goodness. I feel like we need to make sure we know 
Surely your goodness and mercy. Sorry, unfailing love, wrong version. I read them in like five different versions and then I try and recite them. Let's, let's try that again. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. God is coming for you. Without a shepherd, sheep will chase after whatever interests them, whatever gets into their nostrils, they run after it. And if you're running after whatever you want, God's coming for you. So God's coming for you. Number one, God's coming for you because if you're taking notes, number one, you are not okay. A lot of times we run because we're like, I'm just fine by myself. I don't need any help. I don't need a church. I don't need friends. I don't need, and you're like, we're here. You don't need to preach this. You may just have been dragged here, okay? I don't, you may, you guys got dark circles on your eyes like you've been drugged, okay? Maybe, maybe that's you here this morning or you just finally gave in to the Holy Spirit saying, let's go to church today and you're here. But God is coming for you because you're not okay. And you may be in church and still not okay. Uh, it's not okay to be alone to go through life isolated. In fact, I wanna share some disturbing statistics on loneliness, 73%, there's a graphic on the screen, 73% of millennials report that they are lonely. And even more disturbing statistics, not that we don't love millennials, but 61% of Gen Z, the youngers, feel lonely. And an even more increasingly disturbing statistic is that a CDC study consisting of children ages 15 to 17 is showing a 76% rise in, uh, in suicide deaths from 2007 to 2017. Loneliness, uh, the experts are connecting to mental illness. Loneliness cannot be separated from mental illness. So you are not okay. And even if you don't know you're not okay, God is coming for you. God is coming for you. You know, I love Cody. Kobe, uh, Kobe's a great dog, but he loves to run. He just, he just still loves to run. No matter how many times that we've rescued him, actually one time he ran away. It's not safe to run away, but he runs away. One time he came back and he had a thorn stuck in his eyeball. Yeah, sorry. It's a cringe moment, but sometimes you do stupid stuff when you're running, right? And then other times, we always worry about him a little bit, you know, well, I, some of us um, worry about him when he's running. He could get hit by a car. He could, he could uh, get into a dog fight with a dog that's not as polite as him because he's pretty nice. He could get attacked when those thousands of chihuahuas finally rise up and realize that they can overtake the neighborhood friendly bully if they just unite, okay? By the way, if you've, you haven't got a good cardio exercise until you've run the streets of Felsmere with chihuahuas running after you, just picture that, that action movie scene where the, where the police are coming over the horizon, the hill, and woo, woo, and there's like a wall of police coming after. That is what it's like to run in Felsmere. And I look back and there's a wall, just thousands of chihuahuas coming after me. I'm not lying, maybe a little exaggeration. <laughs> so let's fast forward from 1000 BC when David penned uh, the 23rd Psalm up until Jesus' time in 30 AD, around there, when Jesus was walking the earth. He is the good shepherd we've been talking in Psalm 23 and he tells a story about some sheep. But before we get there, we need some context about what Jesus is talking about because he's in front of some religious people. And uh, here's how it goes. Luke chapter 15, verses one to two says, 
tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. This made the Pharisees and teachers of the religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them. I just wanna compliment our church family that it, that you're the type of church family that loves and welcomes notorious sinners. You're the type of church family that, that uh, you know that we're not perfect and you know that when someone comes in, they need to be loved. More importantly than pointed that, hey, this isn't right and that isn't right, they need to know they belong no matter where they've been running. And uh, this is the type of church that sometimes I visit people in the jail, just telling you and just being real. Um, sometimes I visit um, church members in the jail. And uh, what's amazing is that God uses these church members even while they're running away, even while they're in jail, they're sending me messages and saying, can you send me the sermon? We're reading it. We're doing a Bible study in our cell. And so Jesus is telling a story and it's ticking the religious people off because he's hanging out with notorious sinners. And so when we become the church where notorious sinners feel at home and feel loved, we are a Jesus kind of church. Luke chapter 15, one and two, we continue in three and four. It says, so Jesus told them this story if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? You see, the, the sheep that flee the pack are the easiest for the wolf to pick off. We talked about it last week, how the devil's prowling around like a roaring lion. And that lion, is look, is, he isn't looking for the healthy sheep. He's looking for the one that's straggling behind, the one who went off by himself. He's looking for the one who's off isolated from the pack and he's gonna take them out. So God is coming for you because you are not okay. If you get away from the pack, you're in the wilderness. But it says he leaves, he leaves the 99 in the wilderness because there's power in the pack. He leaves the 99, he leaves all of us, those of us who've already decided to follow the good shepherd. He leaves us to go after the one. That is the mission of Jesus. So the shepherd is chasing after lost sheep. And this is what I love about Jesus. He's chasing after lost sheep, irregardless of whether they have yet to acknowledge that he is their leader. And so atheist, he's coming for you. And not in the way where he's gonna smite you or teach you what's real. He's coming for you because he loves you. He's coming for you because you are not okay. There, yes, there is power in the pack, but he is going after that lost sheep with reckless abandon. Number two, God is coming for you because you are loved. Luke chapter 15, verse three and four, we read it. Let's read it again. Jesus told them a story. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? You are valuable. You are loved. You are the one he's coming for. <clears throat> Jesus loves you. Um, 
John 3.16s, not just the, you know, the, the, the football uh, or the tattoo or the, or the t-shirt. John 3.16 is the mission of Jesus. It goes like this in the New Living Translation. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son to run after, to come after the lost sheep. He put everything on the line. He, he risked everything because he loves you. He loves you no matter what you've been chasing. He loves you whether you've been chasing the cats and chihuahuas or whether you've been chasing him. God is coming for you because he loves you. And then number three, finally, God is coming for you because you are his mission. It's a surprise sometimes to religious people that God's mission is people that aren't quite right yet. It's a surprise sometimes to church people that difficult or lost people end up here at church. This is exactly where they need to be. Because when Jesus is on a mission of looking for the one lost sheep and we're the body of Christ, the church, then we are the ones who sacrifice ourselves, lay our lives down and go after that one lost sheep. Luke chapter 15, verses five and seven, five to seven say, and when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. Amen. Amen. We, had, we had at least two people come forward and decide to follow Jesus this morning in the first service. Let's give, let's give the Lord a praise. It says, it says that when he found it, he joyfully carried it on his shoulders. And he's like, let's celebrate together. We celebrate. We don't celebrate because there's butts in the seats. We celebrate because the lost sheep came home. John 3.17, which incidentally is right after John 3.16. It says, God sent his son into the world, not to judge, some other translations, not to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And I just wanna say like, if, if Jesus didn't come to condemn the world, then Jesus did not commission his body, the church, to condemn the world either. He came to rescue the lost, not to condemn them. That is what Jesus' mission is. You are Jesus' mission. I want you to insert yourself. Let's go back up to Luke chapter 15, five. The, the, the guys in the back love it when I dance around and have ADHD on my sermon. Luke chapter 15, verse five. And when he has found it, he joyfully, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. Put yourself into that verse. Close your eyes right now. Let's, you're the lost sheep. Jesus left 99 behind. And now you feel his arms reaching under your legs, lifting your legs off the ground and instead of scolding, wraps you around his neck and carries you home. You can look up now. He came to rescue you and bring you home. I mean, when Kobe finally gets his stupid butt back in the car, I, we, we have a talk. 
what is wrong with you? You're such an idiot. Do you not learn your lesson after the thorn in the eyeball? You're so stupid, what's wrong with you? You know, I am not Jesus, by the way, and my dog is not um, you know, a follower, so it's okay for me to be real with you, right? Because just a few weeks ago, my dog killed the neighbor's chicken. Yeah, I, yeah it didn't really float that great in uh, first service either, and yet here I am. I, and I had to have the opportunity to like, I'm sorry, my dog's an idiot. And I didn't know it was customary. We could barely speak each other's language. They don't speak English. I don't speak much Spanish. And we we're just trying to like get through and they were so gracious and loving. And that is how Jesus is. Even when you've killed the prized chicken, he says, let's go home. You, you may be stupid. You may smell like the neighbor's trash. You may not realize that you're putting yourself and everybody who follows you at risk, but let's go home. Because Jesus didn't come to point his finger at the sinners, but to wave his hands at the lost to come into salvation. He didn't come to coddle the saved, but to come after the lost. In verse seven, it says, in the same way, there's more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. So we're happy you're here, church. We're happy you're here. If you put your faith in Jesus and you're following closely after his footsteps, we're thrilled you're here, but we're thrilled you're here not because you put a butt in the seat, but because you're here to add reinforcement for us to join arms and to go into the places of hell where the lost sheep have gotten themselves into and drag them home. So we're happy you're here. But this can never be about you if we're about the one. And so it's not about Seth and it's not about what I like and it's not about making sure I feel like it's all about me. Everything that the body of Christ does is for running after the lost sheep. We build each other up so we're prepared to run after the lost sheep. Yes, there's moments where we need to be nurtured as well. We need to be encouraged as well so that you can be healthy enough to run with us to go and bring the lost sheep home. Someone needs to tell religious people that were sitting there to, in, in Jesus' day and maybe even some today that Jesus didn't come to condemn but to rescue. God is coming for you. You are God's mission. You are loved. You are not okay, but you are loved. And you are God's mission. God's coming for you. He came to rescue the lost sheep and rehabilitate their soul. Psalm 23, six, I wanna read it again. Surely, everyone say surely. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Surely all the days of my life means that we don't have to wait to die to experience the goodness and unfailing love of God. We don't have to wait until we die and get to heaven to experience the glories that God brought to earth when Jesus sacrificed himself on the cross. Surely, we sang it, surely the Lord is in this place. Surely goodness and unfailing love is coming after me. So let's stop running and jump into the arms of Jesus.
Would you stand with me? You see, we've been run after, we've been come after. But the most important thing for us to realize is that we are not here just to receive God's love, but to give it as well. As a church, we do that because of the mission that God's called us to. But perhaps you're here today and you're the sheep that's been running. You're the sheep that's got a thorn in his eyeball. You're the sheep that smells like trash that you've been running through. Maybe you're the sheep that's been running after chihuahuas and you're just tired of it. You're tired of it. You're ready to finally come home. So I wanna invite you to come home to Jesus. As we invite our leaders forward, I wanna, this is our last uh, sermon in this series is I wanna provide an opportunity to take action on what God's been calling us to. Because um, we, can, we can start to think to ourselves, wow, what a great little, little verse that we read today. Wasn't that awesome? And then leave here today and the distractions of life and the smells of what's around us will get us to continue roaming around instead of coming home to Jesus. So I invite you and I urge you today, I plead with you today, would you make a decision to decide to follow Jesus right now? And we didn't do this any other week, but I'm inviting you to get up out of your seat and walk forward. We would love to have the opportunity to teach you what it means to follow Jesus. And so if you're here, I realize that's a big ask. That's a lot of courage that it takes in front of this group. But this group is not, uh, it's not your typical religious group. We're not gonna point at you. We're gonna celebrate you. We're gonna rejoice more over you than other people who ended up here because God is running after you. So as Ron is playing, I invite you there at your seat. We're gonna pray, let's bow our our heads, we're gonna pray. Lord, would you give boldness and courage to the one or two or 10 who need to jump into your arms? Lord, you sacrificed yourself for us. You loved us so much. And so whatever is standing between your lost sheep and you, would you move it out of the way so that they feel they can come to you? If you're sitting at your seat and there's something, someone between you and getting out of the aisle, I invite you just tap them on the elbow politely and say, I, I, gotta go, I gotta go forward. If you get tapped on the elbow, walk forward with that person, encourage them, love them. If it looks like somebody around you needs to go forward, just talk to them and say, hey, would you, would you, would you like me to walk forward with you? This is a moment where we get to celebrate what God is doing but I want you to make the decision. If we make a decision in a public way, it's a lot harder to forget we made it. So even right now, I invite you to come forward. We're gonna provide just a few minutes more. Get some courage. It's the most important decision you'll ever make of your life. Two people made that decision this morning. You would just be joining them. You would not be alone up here because God has come after you and every other lost sheep, praise Jesus. Is there anyone else? God, would you touch the hearts of the people who need to stop running and come after you? God, would you make the smelling aroma of your blessings that you're preparing before us 
to be tastier to us than the stuff outside the screen door that we wanna run after. And may we listen to you as you continue to call us home. Is there, is there anyone else who needs to come home? Is there anyone else who needs to take a step of faith this morning? Don't run out of here. Run up here, run to Jesus. We wanna help you connect with him. We wanna help you grow. Run to Jesus. So maybe for you, there's a different decision today. Maybe you're still walking through the darkest valley. We'd love to pray with you. Maybe for you, we, we have a baptism coming up. Maybe for you, the next step is baptism. I invite you to put that on your card. Um, you can look up now. I want you to, uh, if you put your faith in Jesus, you can mark on your card, I wanna follow Jesus, or you can tell someone. Um, if you're watching online, um, you can either, the, the equivalent of coming forward be a comment, I wanna follow Jesus, we'll follow up with you. Um, if you are here in the room, you, you don't have to come forward for it to take. Um, we would love the opportunity to help you grow in your faith any way that we can. Um, we do have an exciting, you guys can be seated, we do have an exciting, um, uh, an exciting sermon uh, coming up next week. And I say that not because I'm a great sermon writer, but because you guys are gonna write the content. Um, we are doing what we call a mailbag sermon next week. And I need you guys to send in your questions, okay? You send them to questions at sebastianchurch.com or one of the emails on the screen, amen at sebastianchurch.com, whichever you want there. Um, you can text it. Or if you wish to remain anonymous, it's like America's Most Wanted, um, you can remain anonymous. Um, write on that connect card and drop it in the box. No one will ever know. We don't have any handwriting experts here. No one will ever know. I've been watching too much uh, crime, crime scene investigators. Uh, just write on the, just anything you've been struggling with, any question you have about family, the church, the Bible, anything, um, write that on there. We'd love to respond to that next week. Can't wait. Make sure you bring somebody back because it's okay at Coastal to ask questions. Um, we love that you guys invite your friends here. Um, bring somebody next week to hear how God's gonna use a mailbag for his glory. Thank you for listening and we hope you were blessed by today's teaching. We would love to connect with you and here are some ways you can connect with us. You can submit a prayer request, find a life group or check out some of the upcoming events at sebastianchurch.com go. Join us here again for the next episode.